Chabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's start with our first guest, and she's already on the line. If you're on social media, I'm sure you've seen her pop up a few times. She's very influential on her social media, has a, has a huge following also, always keeping us up to date with the latest news from the continent. And Asha Komegusha joins us on the line now. Asha, good evening from us in South Africa. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us on SAFM tonight. Uh, good evening to all of you, Unjani and Giamboga. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me on the show. Great stuff, Siapila. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Asha, for that. You are an advocate for women's sport on the mm-hmm. continent. I mean, for you, how has that journey been? Well, it's been an interesting journey, you know, on the continent. And uh, I must say that uh, it's an incredible feeling to have so many men that are uh, available, you know, to mentor me. Uh, when I look back throughout my career, uh, yes, there's been some women, but majorly it's been the men, you know, who are in these places and in these spaces uh, giving me and other women uh, in Africa uh, opportunities to do what we love and to tell stories on the African continent. And I feel that um, that is something that we usually forget to highlight as uh, women in sport. Yes, and why is it important for you, Asha, to be at the forefront of women in sport? It is important because, you know, as a female, we have to work together as women to support each other, but also really to show other young girls and women that there's an opportunity for you to maximize your potential in everything that you do. Uh, When, you know, you wake up and and you see all these women and young girls who want to pursue careers in sports, whether as journalists, whether as communications heads or um, marketing directors for uh, sports media organizations or even sports organizations. Um, it's just to present to them that it's possible. You can chase these dreams and you, you can achieve whatever it is that you want to do. It is a male-dominated field, but women too can do the job. Yes, and with it being a male-dominated field, maybe what are some of the challenges still faced by women in sport, um, be it in media or be it for the athletes? Well, sometimes, you know, when you find people and uh, they ask you, okay, so what do you do? And you tell them, I'm a sports journalist. Or really, um, what what sports do you do? Uh, For example, if you say, you know, I, I, I write about football or I report about football. Or really, so what do you know about football? Um, so it's, it's, you know, people who doubt that you know about football because you're female, mm. um, whether you played it or not, um, they, they feel like they, you need to prove it to them all the time uh, that women can talk about football or they can talk about any kind of sports, rugby, cricket or uh, cycling. And, and that's just, you know, I mean, it's just tiring sometimes. Uh, mm. to have to explain yourself and prove who you are and go and dig up whatever it is just to prove to them um, but also generally the fact that uh, uh, as a woman, I like to tell my fellow women in sports media that uh, just do the work, you know, mm. invest in yourself, make sure you're learning every day and use every opportunity that you get to do a great job because then you open up doors for other people because when a woman fails in whatever she's doing in sports, they'll say, oh, the women, you know, mm. yet when it's a man who fails at a job, he will just be accountable to himself. But when it's a woman, it's, ah, this woman. You know? So we have to work hard to uh, make sure that we change the narrative. And I believe you guys even have a WhatsApp group where you just uh, share stories, you motivate each other, and you just keep chatting with fellow journalists from around the continent. Is that still going on? 
Yes, it is still going on. In March of 2017, I created a platform where uh, we have all these women from across the continent, literally from everywhere, Sierra Leone, Liberia, Senegal, the Gambia, um, you know, Morocco, Egypt, Uganda, Kenya, South Africa, Zambia, whichever country you can name. There's people who come, they'll post their articles. Um, if there's something, you know, that FIFA or CAF have learned, if the Melody Sundowns, uh, Ladies FC has won the South African um, League, we're going to talk about it. But basically to learn from each other and to see how can we maximize um, the partnership that we have as a group uh, to further uh, better and grow women's football on the continent. So that is very important to me and to everyone that is part of the WhatsApp group. And on that note, is the progress when it comes to support for women's sport across the continent, our, our, our leaders are doing their best to, 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 to give women's sport the respect that it deserves? Because, uh, for, for example, here in South Africa, you mentioned Sundowns Ladies, they're the champions of the Women's League. It's in its second year now. It's got a sponsor, and it's good to see that we are having progress when it comes to our Women's League in South Africa. Is, are things improving around the continent? I'd like to say yes. Um, you know, when you look, for example, at... Uh uh, you know, G Sport Awards, you know, having a sponsor for the category that uh, I was very honored to uh, to win, you know, that in itself speaks about um, the commitment that, you know, companies and organizations have towards growing women in sports. When you look at organizations like FIFA and CAF, for example, FIFA has uh, the FIFA Forward Program where they give at least up to a million dollars to each member association. But the criteria is that for you to get the second half of the 500,000 US dollars, you have to have a women's league running in your country. If you don't have that league, you're unable to meet the criteria of getting the money. So now, federations, whether they want it or not, they have to organize um, competitions for women, for young girls, and now also the regional organizations like Kosafa in uh, Southern Africa, Shekafa in East Africa, um, UNAF, UNIFAC, um, the all and WAFU uh, in West Africa, they have to organize uh, regional tournaments for the women. But also now we have CAF organizing uh, the first ever CAF Women's Champions League. We've been talking about this for almost five years now, and it's good to see that CAF has joined the conversation and is very interested in um, having more women's competitions. Because if you remember the last time Bantuana Bantuana played at um, the Under-17 World Cup in mm-hmm. Uruguay, Perhaps they only play two games. You know, how can you play two games in qualifiers to play at a World Cup when the rest of the world is playing more than at least 10 games, including friendly games? So it's a disservice for the continent that we don't have major competitions. And now with the introduction of the Pan-African Football Tournament by CAF, we have a chance for young girls to play international football as early as 15 years. So it's a beautiful thing to see the kind of investment that has come into African football and is focused on women. Yes, and there's a tweet here from Wandi Lemtana who says, Congratulations on your award. Asha, and you're such an inspiration to women in sport uh, who face challenges of exploitation. The women's football needs exposure to reach the momentum that every woman dreams to see or experience. And he says, hashtag, or it's not hashtag, but with an exclamation mark, give women more resources. I'm sure you agree with that. <laughs> yes, I do agree with that. Thank you yes. so much for um, the tweet and the support, and also for you to be so for um, always, you know, having an ear on the ground and uh, interviewing women in sports uh, on the continent. 
And you mentioned the G-Sport Award. I was going to get there. How big was that G-Sport Award of African Women in Sport? Were you even expecting something like that? Because those awards are huge here in our industry. I know our colleagues look forward to them every single year. Even some of us male colleagues that can crack an invite. It's our favorite night of the year because they just it's just so happy to see them getting the recognition that they deserve. And Kess Naidu has done some wonderful work over the years. But how, how, how important or how big, uh, how do you feel about that award of, of G-Sport African Women in Sport? First of all, I'd like to really, really, from the bottom of my heart, thank Kath Naido. She's been doing an incredible job, you know, over the decades for sports in South Africa. But really for her to invest her time and and lead all these young women and have uh, a good platform to celebrate women in sports in South Africa, especially and now on the continent, it means so much to every young girl out there. I've been following this award for some time, so when I got the message, you know, that I had um, won and received this award for me, it meant so much, especially because it's not in my country, you know, it's in another country, and it is South Africa, of all countries. Everyone loves Mzansi. Um, We've had a lot of impact, you know, from South Africa. I mean, I'm talking all the way from Nelson Mandela to Brenda Fassi to... Can name it Casta Semenya, mm. um, Shabalala. I mean, South Africa has a lot of you know influence on the rest of the continent. So to win this award means so much to me. It's an inspiration. I've um, followed so many South African women, be it in music or in sports. And so to be on the same stage and to be in the same conversation and to see them being able to empower and, and inspire the rest of us, it means so much to me. And I commit myself to mentor girls and women on the continent but especially in South Africa as a way to give back and to show them that look it's possible you can dream and you can conquer. That is wonderful. And on that note, I saw today Gisport announced a partnership with JSE listed company Imperial Logistics uh, to honor women in sport. How important are these partnerships and I'm sure we're hoping that it will empower women in sport as I said. Yes, obviously this is very important. And really I have to say kudos to, you know, uh, Kash Naido once again and her entire partnership. Because when you think about uh, most people who are approached to invest in women in sports, they look at it like charity work. You know, they don't mm. see that there's um, a benefit, um, like they don't see the vision in the future. So for... For that to happen, I would like to really say thank you to them as a company, thank you to G-Sport Awards and everyone literally behind the scenes who is maybe perhaps never recognized uh, publicly that this means so much to me. I will continue to you know, spread the message wherever I am uh, on the continent and to say, hey, look up uh, G-Sport Awards, but generally follow the women in sports that are you know, telling good stories that are representing and really breaking barriers to change the narrative on the continent. Yes, and I saw the press release, Imperial will now take on the naming rights of the G-Sport African Women in Sport Award category. That's the one held by Asha, and it's a three-year deal brokered by Flesh Sponsorship. So well done to everybody that's involved in getting behind uh, this wonderful initiative that is uh, G-Sport Awards and G-Sport for Girls. And just back to you, um, Asha, we usually like to talk Olympics here on a Thursday on our show. And you, you've also begged a role in your country's Olympic Committee. What does that role entail? What, what, what exactly is expected of you as an Olympic Committee Media Commission? Um, it means so much, you know, for me to be on uh, the Media Commission because when I look back at um, 
you know, my journey as a journalist and being able to cover the London 2012 Olympics um, uh, at the age of 24, it's not very easy in my country. And just to put it into context, um, when you think about countries like Uganda, we don't really win that many medals um, at the Olympics. So that affects the slots that are given to journalists. So, for example, right now we have three slots that are given to journalists from Uganda. So for you to make that list, you know, it's not easy. <laughs> but um, uh, from a general point of view, really, it's to help um, and, and really work with the stakeholders of the Uganda Olympic Committee to see how can we maximize the media space and promote the Olympic movement. So it's not just about the Olympics or the Paralympic Games. It's about generally, okay, how can we also inform people about, um, you know, sports on the continent? What about the Olympic movement? Um, what, what are the, um, what about what is happening in other countries? You know, what is happening in South Africa? Can we shine a light on the really team there? So it's not just about Uganda. It's about um, the movement, you know, on the entire continent. And right now I must tell you something uh, that, you know, oh. was exposed today from um, uh, the Olympic movement. Um Rwanda, where I am right now in Kigali after mm. the Basketball Africa League, um, and Qatar have signed an agreement with the International Olympic Committee as hubs where uh, athletes going to the Tokyo Games can come and get vaccinated before uh-huh. they go to Tokyo. If they are unable to receive vaccines in their countries, they can come to Rwanda and Qatar to be vaccinated. So, you know, such things, you know, if you inform the public and maybe people out there do not know, um, it is an opportunity for them to come here. Because I know, for example, that Botswana athletes are unable until now to get vaccinated. Uh, So it could be an opportunity for them to come to Rwanda and be vaccinated and be safe uh, as they go out there to an event that will attract about 70,000 athletes. Oh, that's wonderful. And you mentioned that you in Kigali, uh, you were doing BAL, Basketball Africa League. We saw it on SABC. It was televised on SABC Sport and you were working for ESPN. How was that experience for you, Asha? Well, it was incredible to me, to be honest. Um, look, uh, as, a, as a young girl growing up playing basketball, I always dreamt to be on the global stage. But in that moment, I wanted to play in the WNBA. I never achieved that mm. dream. <laughs> But, um, you know, <laughs> being able to commentate, we were eight commentators, only female. And uh, let me see, we were three Africans, one Ivorian and actually Quinton, who um, is South African. Um, and the rest, you know, were from outside of the continent. So very mm-hmm. multicultural um, team. We brought, you know, the games to uh, the people, you know, on the continent, but also globally. It was incredible, you know, to know that we have a professional league here. The very first time the NBA is uh, organizing a league outside of North America and that it was broadcast across the world, 215 nations and territories. So literally everyone in the world was able to watch the BAL. It is a historic moment for African basketball and for me personally to be part of that uh, was incredible. And I know that, you know, I saw people crying at the opening ceremony and at the closing ceremony because... Um, they could not believe that we could have something as beautiful and well-organized and professional as the BAL on this continent. Wonderful stuff, Asha. I wonder what is next for you. Like they say, the sky is the limit. We wish you all the best in whatever uh, you do and keep keep doing what you do. So many people enjoying our conversation. I didn't even know, realize that guys were allowed in that WhatsApp group because one of my colleagues says he's, he's, in, he's part of that WhatsApp group. Are guys allowed in that WhatsApp group? 
many men on the group. Just checking. Just checking. Okay, just no, that's good because his name is Unisex Nati, so could easily there uh, come in as as one of the women in sport there. But thanks, Asha. It's been a pleasure just to find out more about you. Talk about the work that you do. I'm sure it's not the last time that we speak to you. Now that we found out a little bit about you here on SAFM, but we do follow you on social media and uh, keep on doing the great work. Thank you so much, Lia Bonga Tadiso. I hope that next time we'll have a, a proper conversation in Zulu <laughs> or Shashuti, whatever you choose. Um, yeah, maybe we can. Yes, we can. We can definitely do it in Zulu and in Kosa also. But that's award-winning sports journalist, 2019 Top 100, most influential young African, African sports. Sport. I worked at, uh, for African Sport for Al Jazeera for the BBC and uh, she was recently a commentator for ESPL in the Basketball Africa League. So great stuff to see a woman on the continent doing some great work and making their mark and she's of course the first ever winner of the of the African Women in Sport at the G-Sport Awards. Looking forward to what they have for us this year. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk to the champions Mamet Lodi Sundowns.